Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel, in our eternal and indivisible capital, Jerusalem. Today, I have sitting with me Jake Bennett. Welcome and shalom, Jake. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure having you. Jake uh, will tell you more about himself in a second, but he's doing unbelievable, incredible uh, work for the Jewish people in the land of Israel. He'll tell us what he's able to tell us. What he can't tell us, I don't want to be killed. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep that private. But doing seriously doing a lot, a lot of important work on uh, political level, uh, legal level for Israel in the United States of America today. So go for it. Jake, what do you, what, how do you call yourself? What are you doing? How would you explain what, what, what the work you're doing right now? Sure. Um, so I work at IAC for Action. That's uh, the Israeli-American Coalition for Action. We're the partner organization, sister organization, to the Israeli-American Council. Um, so we're a, an amuta, a nonprofit in the States that represents the, uh, the interests of uh, Israeli-Americans and, and pro-Israel folks. And our focus there is uh, legislation, litigation, and enforcement of uh, anti-BDS and anti-Semitism uh, uh, laws in the various states. We focus on state governments and we find that's where that's where a lot of the, the laws are um, able to be implemented, where they get enforced. Uh, so we resource the politicians um, who have a heart for Israel and, and want to do good in the, this perennial battle of delegitimization and narrative warfare against the state of Israel. Um, and where they have, uh, you know, already an established precedent of anti-discrimination laws in the states, the anti-BDS laws fit into that. Uh, Wait, that so are you the reason that Ben and Jerry's basically just lost and have egg on their face in terms of their anti-Israel, anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic uh, boycott of Israel with their with their ice cream in Israel? Is that I, because I, of you? <laughs> I only smile. We, we were a part of the uh, the effort, but there was a team effort. There were a lot of organizations, some we worked with very closely, uh, and individuals as well. Um, and then there there's some out there, uh, you know, they say, um, you know, great victory has many fathers. Uh, there are a lot of people who like to claim they're the, they're the reason. Um, no, but on the serious, on the serious note, like, can you explain to us, like, how is the work that you did or that you continue to do in various states, um, uh, instrumental in allowing for this win against uh, Ben and Jerry's in America. Absolutely, yeah, I'd, I'd break it down into two parts. Um, about 12 months ago, they came out with their boycott of Israel, uh, which wasn't about refusing ice cream to Jewish kids in, uh, in Yudin and Shomron, Judea and Samaria. It was about delegitimizing and, and besmirching uh, the state of Israel. So there was a lot of work that happened in the last 12 months. There was also a lot of work that happened in the past several years. So. Um, Part of what added to the, really turned the screws of, of economic pressure on the parent company of Ben & Jerry's, it's called Unilever, right. um, were these anti-BDS laws. So they exist in 36 states now. Um, my colleague, the executive director of IAC for Action, was the, uh, was the person to, to first conceive of these laws, to recruit uh, the, the legal experts to help write the laws and to work with politicians to implement them. So it was in 2015 that he, uh, that he passed the first anti-BDS laws. And wow. Then uh, and then in the in the following year, recruited a number of organizations to work together in concert um, to pass more laws in more states. Uh, so, so that work has been going on, and the the process has been building. 
um, in the course of those years, there were also uh, there were also efforts by CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, and ACLU, which is the uh, which is the the legal face of BDS and, and anti-Semitism in America. Sadly, it's supposed to be about free rights and free speech, and yet right, right. Ironically, um, the ACLU has has argued uh, really with two faces on the on the idea of economic discrimination when it comes to uh, when it comes to discrimination against uh, LGBT people and a and a baker saying I don't I want to choose my clients and who I uh, and who I bake for. Um, you know the the, the Christian famous, bakers, the famous, uh, yeah, and the and the gay Who's wedding. Right, gay. ACLU said you can't discriminate, um, but when it comes to Jews in Israel, they say, wait, this is free speech, so people should be allowed to discriminate on, uh, you know, when it comes to Israel. That that only makes sense. So they really are inconsistent, um, right? And it's a good thing you brought that up because you're saying uh, Jake is bringing up how uh, part of the legal argument of ACLU and I guess CARES and all that also is. Free speech. Of course, they get, they're able to be anti-Israel because all about free speech. But the courts, I think it was a, it was a court ruling actually just last week. Yeah, we that basically about threw that. out right. That they basically threw that out. They said, "What are you talking about? It's not free speech. This is an action. You're actually taking an action to boycott. That's way. Be, that has nothing to do with free free speech. You well, want to say what you want to say? Slight, a slight nuance on please, that. Please, they, they were, they, what the court said more specifically to, to put a finer point on it was that the economic activity itself does not amount to speech because simply not buying something or not contracting with someone doesn't do anything without the speech that right. uh, that uh, that explains it. Right. So, you know, these state laws don't say you can't say what you want to say, but they say you can't do economic discrimination. You can, but then the state reserves the right to its own to its own speech mm -hmm. in in the sense of who it does business with. So, just like they say we you know, we make people sign uh, you know, something when they sign a contract with the state that they're not going to discriminate on the basis of race, religion, gender, uh, veteran status. Also, that they're not part of an international boycott of Israel. And if they are, you know, it's like, go do your business. We're going to find another person to contract with. And if we're an investor, we're going to we're going to disinvest. Right. And it was those disinvestment actions that really put the pressure on Benadjeris. Can you yeah? Can you explain that? I was going to bring that up because states part of the financial pressure on Unilever, right? Unilever is the parent com company of Ben and Jerry's. So states, U.S. states, and a number of them, and if you know the details, you'll give it to. It, started to divest their funds, their their retirement pension money invested for for state employees from Unilever stock. And Unilever stock has plummeted over the past year since Ben and Jerry's announced its decision to basically boycott Israel. So, wh what's the connection between the anti-BDS laws and that divestment of funds from Unilever stock or a company stock that uh, that decides to boycott Israel? Sure. Yeah. There's three categories of anti-BDS laws in the states. Um, some are just about contracting. Some are just about divesting, and some are a combination of both. Those are the the strongest uh, type. And what we saw right when um, when the Benninger's announcement came out, um, we at IAC for Action wrote letters to each of the states that had anti-BDS laws. We pointed out to them, here's what's happened, here's the announcement they've made, here's your statute, here's where you can look to, and here's the steps that are laid out uh, in law for you to ask Unilever to give you an explanation or change their policy, um, or, else, uh, or else you're required by law to put them on your... On your naughty list, um, we had uh, we had Arizona and Florida were among the first to uh, to announce, and and they reached out to uh, to Unilever, got answers that were that were really not compelling. Unilever said, 
we have no control over this. That's Ben and Jerry. They, they, you know, per our acquisition agreement in 2000, they have a right to do what they want right. on social justice. Uh, we, we spent time with, uh, with a couple of lawyers, uh, uh, Jesse, Fried, Jesse Fried and David Weber, law professors, um, uh, who analyzed in depth that acquisition agreement and found that, in fact, Unilever did have, uh, did have the right to, to intervene wow. in, in something that affected business and the bottom line. Um, what's more, it came out within a week of the announcement that Unilever had, in fact, interfered because Ben & Jerry's, uh, their social action board is run uh, by, a, by a woman, uh, uh, Anudita Mittal, who herself uh, runs a nonprofit on the side where she's had a lot of self-dealing, where she's taken Ben & Jerry's money and paid herself money oh, wow. to, uh, to, push, um, to push boycott of Israel, of all of Israel. She oh, in her own private, in her own private, her own private work. In her own private work, she, got, she refers to, uh, you know, she did a major campaign on the occupation of 1948. So a lot of times, you hear BDSers say we're against the occupation of 67. She's against the entire state of Israel. Right, that's the occupation, occupation of 48. Of 48. Right. Um, and and Unilever saw this coming, and there there were some internal uh, dialogues happening, and they interfered and pushed out this boycott that would just be over. The quote-unquote occupation. Oh, of, interesting! You're saying because of Unilever, Unilever pressure, their boycott was only against us Jews who live in Judea and Samaria, and not against all of Israel, which was the initial intention. Yeah. Wow. So Unilever thought they could have their cake and eat it too. They could. They could be those middle-of-the-road folks that just discriminate against the Jews who it's more socially acceptable to discriminate against. Wow. And then they'd be okay. They found they weren't so okay. They're a $150 billion company at the beginning of all this 12 months ago. Right. Um, they're down to uh, about $118 uh, billion right. dollars now. Almost over $30 um, billion. Yeah, yeah. It's 20% of the company. Yeah, they were down, I mean, at, at the peak, and they, they've already started to bounce back, but they were down, uh, by March, they were down 27%. Now, keep in mind, Ben & Jerry's is just a small, it's one of their many brands. Right. It was about a $2.2 billion subsidiary. So this tiny little $2.2 billion subsidiary was dragging down this, this behemoth, this giant, you know, 27% by March they were down. And in the same time period, I was tracking um, their stock price movements as each successive state was divesting and announcing that, uh, that, that Ben & Jerry's Unilever was, uh, was going against their state anti-BDS laws. And what I saw was, uh, I, I put a list of their cops, their competitors, who were also uh, multi-brand, international, multi-billion dollar companies. And while those companies were were up in the single digits, Unilever was down 27%. At the same time... It wasn't, so it wasn't industry-wide, it was targeted against them it, because of their steps. Yeah, because people knew that there was more coming. There was another shoe was going to drop, and another, and another, and they knew that lawsuits were going to happen, and in fact they did. We'll talk about that next, um, but uh, but the market was reacting. You know, so Arizona had 143 million dollars of Unilever uh, short-term paper. Um, they, they reached out to Unilever. They said, "Please, you know, reverse this or explain it." They came back with nothing. Arizona wrote another letter, said, "We're now divesting of you." They let the 143 million dollars go. No more. Then later, pension funds had tens of millions more dollars. Um, then Arizona, this law passed uh, an expansion of their anti-BDS law, said not only state treasury and the two state pensions, but any state entity. So cities, university uh, um, oh, endowments, wow. 
uh, of state universities, those are all going to divest. So, you know, adding on to the pressure. Wow. And Illinois again, divest in New York, New Jersey, and it just piled and piled and piled. And while the market's going, you know, flat to up, Unilever is, uh, Unilever is suffering. And so it's just, it's just showing, there's two important things I wanted to bring up from all that. Number one is that these laws are working. Laws these anti-BDS at the state level, right? Each and every state. So you guys, check check if your state, wherever you live, you live in, uh, I know Florida, Arizona, New York already have these laws. I don't know, you live in Wisconsin, you live in Arkansas, I don't know where, in, in Oregon. Check if your states have these laws and then contact your officials and get them on board. Or con you'll give the information who to contact to reach sure. out. So uh, we'll put your contact information up so sure. anyone can contact Jake. How do we make these laws come to your states as well? Because like you see from this Ben and Jerry's Unilever, uh, anti-Israel uh, step, these laws are working and making an impact. So that's number one. Number two, anyone who's a believer, and if you're not a believer and you follow me, start believing. Like That's what I try to give over to you guys. Start believing. God tells us this very simply in the Torah and the Bible. If you bless Israel, you will be blessed. If you curse Israel, you will be cursed. Sometimes it might take years or centuries for us to see that curse or blessing happening. This is immediate. Immediate. This is happening because they decided to be on the side of cursing the Jewish people in our ancestral homeland, Israel. And it's an immediate sign. So you, everyone you know, get on the right side. Bless Israel. Do not get on the side of anti-Israel. Um, uh, cursing Israel. So you were saying that the uh, lawsuits are coming. So, so yeah. So um, I mean, there was a there was a, a securities lawsuit that that said you know Unilever you you had a you had a failure to disclose this boycott in advance. You knew you were going to be breaking American laws. Um, that lawsuit dropped just a couple of weeks before uh, before this announcement. And then finally there was um, there was a case uh, in Arkansas, the Arkansas Times had sued the state of Arkansas uh, to try to say that uh, the anti-BDS law was unconstitutional. And, um, and at the first round, you know, they, uh, they lost, and the case was dismissed. They appealed. They went to the federal appeals court. They won two to one, um, but then we looked at, we looked at the hearing. Wait, so they won at, at the federal level basically saying that the, that the anti-BDS laws of, the state, of that state of Arkansas unconstitutional. is unconstitutional. Okay. But then the story's yeah. not over. We looked at the we looked at the uh, at the judge's um, uh, ruling and explanation, and and we worked with some top-notch lawyers, uh, including uh, Nathan Lewin, father of Elisa Lewin, who Amazing was one of the love. lawyers who worked with Sam Zell on the lawsuit on behalf of, of Avi Zinger, um, who was the Israeli licensee. Right, and basically, um, like just got every, Avi Zinger, who Jake just mentioned. Don't forget your train of thought. Avi Zinger is the CEO of Ben and Jerry's Israel, which is an independent company not connected with Ben and Jerry's America, and today not connected with Unilever even. It's a totally independent company. So I tell people, Ben and Jerry's America International is the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic organization. Boycott Ben and Jerry's in America, or at least those not owned by Jews who own Ben and Jerry's stores that were pro-Israel that they're suffering right now because we should be boycotting on Ben and Jerry's in America. But in Israel! When you come to Israel, buy Ben and Jerry's. Avi Zinger, the CEO, he is a proud patriot Jewish Israeli giving work to Israelis by producing Ben and Jerry's ice cream here as an independent company. No funds, no profits are being given over to Ben and Jerry's America or to Unilever. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now, now with this recent agreement, he's got the rights to, to use the Ben and Jerry name in Hebrew and Arabic, and he can produce here. 
And let's remember when uh, when Ben and Jerry's came out with this boycott, they told him stop selling. You know, we want you to discriminate when you're selling in Yehuda and Shomron, Judea and Samaria. Right. Only sell to Arabs, no selling to Jews. He said that's against the law here. I'm not going to break the law here, and I'm not going to do that discriminatory policy anyway. But you can't ask me to because it's against the law. You can't ask your licensee in this country to break the local law. And Nital, the head of the Ben and Jerry's social board, said, I don't care. Break the law. We're going to find someone else to be our licensee. Right. And let's remember, he, he got this license in 1987. He's been building this brand for how many years is that now? Let's see. Uh, You're talking about for 30, 30 years? 35 years. 34 years? Yeah. Right. Um, so, so he yeah, got so something in his the, favor. Going right. back to the, to the this lawsuit, lawsuit Arkansas, um, with the with the you know there were there were some people who said, well, you know, let's just rewrite the law there so that we get rid of this concern of, of this judge. We said we use that same language in twenty states. What are we going to rewrite rewrite the law? But on top of which, she's not reading it right. She's breaking two of the fundamental rules of jurisprudence, uh, which are one, when you read a law. She was saying that... Uh, Who's that the she, the judge? She was the judge, sorry. The judge who, who led in this, uh, this ruling against. Um, there, was a, there was a sentence that referred to... Um, to uh, what was it? It was, it was economic discrimination in, uh, in, in buying and selling and, and other actions. Okay. That was, it's not an exact quote, but it was about that. She said, other actions, that could mean speech. But now there she broke a rule of jurisprudence. You're Wait, so she was to... trying to say that the anti-BDS law was in, in unconstitutional because other actions could refer to speech, and right. therefore it goes against free speech. Right. So, uh -huh. so now here's here's the. So in the end, when we we sent this, you know, we asked for it to go to an en banc review of all ten judges in the uh, the federal appeals court of the Eighth Circuit. We ended up winning that nine to one. Why did we win nine to one? They said, look, we've got rules. You can't assume that something vague means that you're going against the Constitution. If it's vague, you have to assume that it's in line with the U.S. Constitution. That's number one. Number two, when you have a series, one, two, three, and, uh, and one and two are specific and three is general, you have to assume that the general had to do with items one and two, and those were about economic discrimination. So you have to assume that three other actions means other types of economic discrimination. Mm. Um, so these are two basic rules, and if you, if you don't follow these rules here, what do we... Do we have no ability to rely on, on the court's reading of, of any other laws that we've written and passed? You know, this was a big problem, not only for, for, uh, for the state of Arkansas, but really this would have been a problem nationally across the U.S. So nine to one, her being the one dissenting voice, um, they upheld the constitutionality of this Arkansas anti-BDS law, which was the biggest win yet in the court's Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. So now with these wins, are you like going to retire and move on to something else? Or are you still have more, more work to do and when you have next steps to work on? That's a funny question. Yeah. Um, sadly, uh, the anti-Israel forces are always at work and always going. Um, you know, you mentioned before that they use as their, their defense that, that, uh, that anti-BDS laws go against free speech. You know, that's a, that's a nice segue into the hypocrisy of the movement. Because this is a movement which has worked to uh, to destroy and and and, uh, and block the free speech of pro-Israel voices on campus, yep. of pro-Israel professors, visiting speakers, students. Yep. Um, the BDS movement has worked to to block student groups from becoming registered and known on on, on campus, being uh, uh, passed by the student governments on the basis of their support for Israel. So this is not a free speech movement. This is a this is a stifling speech suppressing movement when it's the speech of, of Jews expressing their own 
their own Jewish pride and love for Israel. Uh, and when it comes to the economic BDS and boycott, this isn't a group that says we want everyone to, to do what they feel in their hearts. They use pressure and public pressure to intimidate, coerce, and force companies to boycott shaming. Israel. Social media shaming Social, big time. Yeah. Yeah, and we've seen it time and time again. It was that kind of campaign that got Airbnb um, to, uh, to to do this about four years ago. Right, wow, and, so long ago. Yeah, right. uh, and that was resolved. Um, again, in that case, there was a there was a court case, and um, and they saw they were getting to the point where uh, you know they were going to have to to get to disclosure and, and reveal their internal documents regarding their decision. Oh, and discovery. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. But just to remind people, so Jake's referring to four years ago, Airbnb made a company decision as a global American company, global operations, that it would be forbidden for Airbnbs in Judea and Samaria to be listed on the website. Now, only it Jewish wasn't, ones. Only Jewish right, ones. there was only Jewish Airbnbs. Any Arab-owned Airbnbs in Judea and Samaria would still, total discrimination, to, totally anti-Jewish, yeah. anti-Israel. So Jake's referring to, like, they, they backed down because the level, when it got to discovery... And they knew what was going to be shown in the courts about their true anti-Israel sentiments that pushed the that pushed that decision. So they backed down. And and let's remember, uh, you know, a hand to Florida and, and Governor DeSantis. He came right out and said, "This is discriminatory. This goes against our law. Um, they we're not going to allow Airbnb." They said, "We're not going to allow any of our government employees to use Airbnb when they travel on government business." There is no um, one like government, Governor DeSantis. He yeah. is he is the best on American freedom, on Israel-American relations, standing for a strong Israel, and truth and justice. There's no one like Governor DeSantis. And Airbnb at that point was getting ready to go public and was preparing their their financial right. documents, and they would have had to put in their disclosures a big thing. We might be boycotted, you know, reverse boycotted uh, by. All these states that have anti-BDS laws who might not invest with us or do business with us because we're breaking their laws and joining this international. And they saw um, that these these laws we saw really do have... Uh, They're working. They, they, they work. And, um, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, all right. Well, Jake, thank you so much for all, uh, all the important work you are doing and continue to do. I would love to say, like, yeah, you know, my question before was tongue-in-cheek. Like, you, you, even uh, with these successes... Uh, the anti-Israel, Jew-hating, anti-Semitic movement is unfortunately a growth industry. Not only is it not going anywhere with each day, it is growing. Whether they're using the same tactics, just uh, different ways, or they're coming up with new tactics, it is growing, growing in college campuses, growing in city councils, growing in state government, growing in federal government. With each year, we're not just going to have the AOCs and the Ilan Omars, but each year we're going to have more and more of them that are not just anti-Israel, but also anti-America, coming through state governments, local governments, federal governments. Uh, so you're going to have your work cut out for you. It's not, yeah. it's not going away. We see it in the media. We see it in uh, among journalists, uh, teachers. Not just that, you know, there are, there are universities whose chairs are endowed by anti-Israel forces, uh, Qatar, uh, Saudi Arabia, now the, then those professors do teacher trainings for high school and middle school teachers, yeah. and so this is this is bleeding down to a lower level, and then we see um, uh, we see even even groups uh, like American Teacher Associations, local chapters adopting BDS and promoting BDS. Are you involved in that, those issues as well? Is that something that you're... Your, your, your legal it's, cases, laws are. It's something that it's something that we've been involved in. Um, uh, it's a, you know, 
in California, we saw we saw a lot of this. There's um, there's something called the ethnic studies curriculum. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I we're didn't... not against ethnic studies when it is in its uh, initial original purpose, which is to teach about people's different backgrounds. That's a great thing. Right. Learn where people come from. Have respect for each other. Right. But when people try to insinuate into uh, into ethnic studies uh, a, a warped and distorted history of Israel and the Jewish people that's designed only to, to defame the Jewish people and create Jew hate and create anti-Israel sentiment among students and, and give them this uh, distorted view of the world, and it's the, dangerous. The important thing is, for Americans, besides the Israel issue, this, this ethnic studies program that, of course, California is on the progressive... Uh, 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 spear, like uh, the, for for America, pushing forward their progressive, which is really regressive and destructive policies. That ethnic studies program is not just about bad. It's not bad about Israel, but that's the whole CRT movement in America. I forgot what CRT referred to. Uh, critical race more. theory. Critical race theory. That's pushing critical race theory already through, if I'm not They're mistaken, related. through some some uh, already like the the kindergartens and the elementary schools. So it's not just about Jews in Israel. It's the whole critical race theory agenda through the teachers unions and the state uh, public school system so hopefully you care about Israel and we want to fight against these ethnic studies programs because of that but if you care about America fight to keep the evil forces out right if you want to so fight to keep the evil forces out that are trying to change America already through kindergartens and, and elementary schools and high schools on messing these kids up with this warped and very evil uh, critical race theory uh, so stand up, start standing up, contact your, your local officials, your state officials, get on top of these things. We can't just stand by. I mean, I'm saying we, because you're in Israel, even your more school local. boards, yeah. that's even more important. All parents who care about your children's education, get involved with the school boards, get the, uh, get the people out, replace them. That's how you change the things on the school level. But this is so important. And we, because we're dealing with this in Israel, these same issues on a different, different flame, not exactly the same, but it's the same culture war. And whether in America or anywhere else in the world, get involved, get educated, get on top. This is about your lives, your kids' lives, and there's so many different tentacles and so many ways we have to fight it. And here, Jake is uh, using one of the legal tentacles from our pers from our side in fighting for the truth and justice and to save humanity, save America, save Israel, etc. So, Jake, thank you so much for everything. You're welcome. Pleasure right. to be here. And if uh... If you want to be in touch and, and get on our mailing list when, when there are action alerts, when there's an opportunity to email your state legislature or whatnot, um, can I give them my email? Sure. sure. Website, email, go for it. Sure. Um, yeah, iacforaction.org, uh, and you can email me at uh, initialjbennett at iacforaction.org. Amazing. You got that information, follow up on it. And you know me, folks. I'm always here. Send me your comments. Send me your questions. Follow up issues you want us to deal with. If there's stuff to further get in touch with Jake, you can be in direct contact with him. Other issues you want us to delve into further, send me your comments, email, post them on social media, contact me. And uh, it's all about trying to make the world a better place and realizing that all this evil stuff out there is just about waking us up. It's waking us up so we can be more involved, more on top, and save save humanity. So that's it's, it's all it's all by it's all by God, guys. It's all by God. It's a wake up process. So uh, let's take advantage and move uh, uh, and create our future. Uh, to be the better future. All right? Amen. Signing off from the eternal ancestral homeland of the Jewish people here in the land of Israel in our eternal and indivisible capital, Jerusalem, is Avi Abel from Pulse of Israel. Thanks for watching, everyone. Shalom. Shalom. Pulse of Israel on frontline videos from the Holy Land. 
support our work by donating today.